O God, that you will be here with us, Lord, that you will teach us your word. We are praying, O God, for utterance. We ask that our heart will be open to receive your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, you are invited. We come against every contrary spirit in Jesus' mighty name. We pray that the word of God will come with clarity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you very much, um, everyone, for being in church. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Steve, um, for the opportunity um, to lead this aspect of the service. Um, I hope we are all getting ready for uh, the prayer and fasting. Um, So this morning, we are going to talk about a very interesting topic. Which a lot of people don't are not happy when they hear about it, but um, it's part it's in the Bible, so um, we still have to talk about it. Um, I'm trying to share my screen with you, and the topic we'll be discussing today is fasting. Amen. Fasting, um, and I hope that by the time we leave here, we'll all be blessed. Um, Right, okay, finally able to share my screen now. Okay, so we are talking about fasting today, and I hope everybody can see my screen. So let's open our Bibles to, um, first of all, Second, um, Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. This is a very popular scripture. Um, I have it on the screen, so you can, as, you can just follow me as we read. It says that, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then i will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their lands this is a very popular scripture anytime we talk about prayer we usually um refer to this scripture and i want us to read again matthew chapter 6 verse 16 to 18. the bible says that moreover when you fast do not be like the hypocrite with a, sad, with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their rewards. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you do not appear to be fasting, but to your father who is in the secret sorry, sorry so that you not appear to men to be fasting but to your father who is in secret in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly amen so today we are talking about fasting when you read um the book of matthew it starts with when it starts talking about the ministry of jesus christ after his baptism the first recorded sermon that jesus preached was the sermon on the mountain which has it's popularly called the Beatitudes, and after that, Jesus Christ started talking about some said some of the some of the um, some of the things in the law. He started talking about love. He talked about um, the fact that we shouldn't hate our brothers. He he spoke about um, the fact that we are the salt and the light of this world. Then he got to a place that he spoke about prayer in Matthew chapter six verse five. He says, "And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrite." For they love to, to pray standing in the synagogue and on the corners of the street, 
that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. And so Jesus Christ was saying that when you pray, it means that he knew that his disciples were going to pray. He expected that his disciples would pray. And so he said, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrite. They stand in the street and they say long prayers so that men will see that they are praying. He says, don't be like them. And after he touched on prayer, the next thing he spoke about was fasting. And he said, when you fast, moreover, when you fast, it means that Jesus Christ is expecting his disciples to fast. So the question is not whether we are supposed to fast or not, but the question is when we fast. So he's saying that when the time comes and you're fasting, this don't be like the hypocrite. So the thing about fasting is that in the life of the Israelite, they usually fasted when, it, when they were facing national calamities. But at a point in time, fasting became part of their, um, their calendar. And so they had a time, a period of time, or they have a specific time in their calendar that they used to fast. And, and so the fasting became just a religious activity. And so they lived, they lived the way they wanted. But when it got to that day of fasting, which is usually called the day of atonement, then they all came back. They, they came back together and then they fasted. I think Pastor Jessica has preached a very powerful message on that um, in, uh, from Isaiah chapter 58. I, I think it's be, it will be very good as we are fasting this week that you listen to that message. And so in Isaiah 58 verse 4, I'm reading the NLT version. It's because they made fasting just a religious activity. They didn't care how they lived their lives. They just lived anyhow. But when it was time for fasting, they would come together and then they would, sh- they would show people that they are religious people when they fast. And they appeared like people who are hungry and almost about to die. And, you know, so that people will know that they are fasting. And, he, and when you read Isaiah chapter 58 uh, verse 4, the NLT version says, what, is, what, what good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This... This kind of fasting will get you, will never get you anywhere with me. And so they were living their lifestyle, quarreling, fighting, arguing among themselves, cheating their brothers, and they still fasted when it was time for the atonement. But he said, the, when God rebuked them and said, what good is this fasting? If you keep on fighting among yourselves, if you keep on arguing among yourselves, if you keep on cheating one another, this fasting will not get you anywhere with me. And so on the basis of that, Jesus Christ was saying that when you are fasting, don't be like the hypocrite who fast, who love to pray. Um, sorry, when, when you're fasting, don't be like the hypocrite who, who appear with a sad countenance, disfigure their face. So fasting became just a, a religious activity and it lost the true essence of um, Fasting, the true meaning of fasting was missing from the lives of the Israelites. And so God, Jesus Christ, was just reminding them that, listen, when you are fasting, do not be like the hypocrite. And there are three points that he made here that are so important. First, he said that the first thing we have to know is that Jesus Christ expected his followers to fast. And so he said, when you fast. So he knew that they were, there's a time that they are going to fast. And so he said, when you fast. The second point is that he does not want fasting to be just a religious activity. So he says, don't be like the hypocrite. And so one, he was expecting his followers to fast. Two, he's saying that we shouldn't be like the hypocrite. And the third point is that 
he assures us that there is that when we fast there is a reward we will receive openly because in the latter part of this particular passage jesus says that and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly and so as we are getting ready to fast have it at the back of your mind that there is an open reward for people who fast because it is in the scriptures. Have an expectation. It is so important that when you are fasting, you have an expectation. Jesus Christ has promised that if we fast the right way, there is an open reward for fasting. And so let's set that in our heart this, this week as we are fasting. Now, there are two types of fasting that we see, two categories of fasting that we see in the Bible. The first one is an individual fast where one person goes on a fast and decides to wait on the Lord. And we can see that in the life of the Apostle Paul. When Paul was talking about his ministry and Paul was saying, um, uh, was telling people about his apostleship and about his ministry in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 4 to 10, he said, But in all things we commend ourselves as ministers of God. How was Paul commending himself as a minister, as a minister of God? First, he said, in much patience, in tribulation, in need, in distress, in stripes, in imprisonment, in turmoil, in labor, in sleeplessness, in fastings. So one of the ways that Paul commended himself as a minister of God was in fastings. By purity, by knowledge, by suffering, by kindness, and the list goes on and on and on. So we see that Paul is telling us here that he had a life of fasting. So as believers, we don't only fast when the church calls unto us to fast, but it's important that we set time aside to fast we, we shouldn't be eating all throughout January to December until the church calls a fasting. It is important that we have individual fastings. We have individual time that we fast. When you read through the Bible, you can see that there were individuals who set themselves um, aside to fast. You see, Paul didn't, Paul didn't tell us that he was facing any crisis for fasting, and, and which triggered him to fast. He was only saying that he commend himself as a minister of God in fasting. So one of the ways that he commended himself or he carried himself about as a minister of God was in fasting. Again, he mentioned the same thing in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, when he says that, Are there ministers of God? Where in, in this passage, people were bringing, um, there was a bit of disrepute about Paul's um, um, apostleship, about Paul's ministry. And he's saying that, listen, those who carry themselves as ministers of God, I am a minister of God also. And Paul proving that he's a minister of God, he said, I am more in labor, more abundant in stripes, above measure, in prisons, more frequently, in deaths, often. From the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwreck a night and a day i have been i have been in deep in journeys often in perils perils of water in perils of robbers in perils of my own countrymen in perils of the gentiles in perils of the city and again he moves on and on and says um let's i just want to move to verse 20, 27 he says in weariness in toil in sleeplessness often in hunger and thirst in fastings often 
This makes it so clear for me because he added hunger and thirst. And so it wasn't that Paul was just hungry. Uh, Paul didn't have food to eat. That was why he was fasted. No, he mentioned hunger here. And so there were instances where he was hungry and he didn't have food to eat. He was thirsty and he didn't have water to drink. But there were instances where he intentionally fasted often. And so Paul is telling us that as an individual, he usually went on a personal fast. And so one of the categories of fasting that we see in the Bible is when an individual goes on a fast. It shouldn't always be when you are in trouble. It shouldn't always be when um, you are facing a challenge and you want to pray. No. Fasting is a way that we minister to the Lord. It's a way that we draw closer to the Lord. It's a way that we consecrate ourselves and come before the presence of God. And we are going to discuss some of the reasons why we fast before we finish the sermon. And so Paul is telling us that as a minister of God, as a minister of Christ, one of his one of the badges or one of the badge that he wears as a minister was that he fasted often. And so as believers, as children of God, we need to have time in our calendar that we are going to fast. As the year has, has just begun, we are almost done with January and it's good that we are having this fast. But then after this fast, you need to set time on, a, on your calendar. Maybe once a week, maybe once a month. Set it, put it, put time aside that you are going to fast as a Christian. So the first category of fasting we see in the Bible is when an individual goes on a fast. The second category we see in the Bible is what we call the corporate fast. It's when a group of people come together to fast. A church, a nation, a family, corporate fast. And that is what we are going to embark on this week. We are having a corporate fast. As the body of Christ, as, as members of ICC or International Charismatic Church New Jersey, we are embarking on a corporate fast. So with this type of fast, we are fasting as a group. So please don't say that you fasted in December. So you are not, you have already met your requirements. So you are not going to involve yourself in this fasting. This is a corporate fast. So as a family, as a church family, we are coming together and we are going to fast this week. And for your fast to be more effective, it is important that you join the prayer meeting. You see, the purpose of fasting is that we are setting time aside to go before the presence of God and to come closer to God. And so all the times that we'll be saving for not eating this week, we have to invest that time in prayer and in reading the Bible. So pastor, our pastor is going to share with us certain bulletin points, prayer points, and certain scriptures that we are supposed to read during the fast. And the purpose of this fasting is that you are going to save time on your lunch time. You're going to save time on uh, the time you spend cooking, the time you spend doing your groceries. All that time, you have to invest it in prayer. You have to invest it in the word of God. That is how you fast. Fasting is not just starving yourself. No, it is you focusing on God. And so the time that we are going to save, we have to invest that, that time in fasting. And so corporate fasting is when a group of people come together or a church comes together to fast. And we can see um, corporate fasting again in the Bible, in the book of Esther, when, um, when, um, when Haman decided that he was going to kill the people of Israel. 
Bible says they came together. Esther told Mordecai in Esther chapter 4, verse 15 to 16. Then Esther told, Mordecai, Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, Go gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me. Neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My mates and I would fast likewise, and I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. And so we see that the whole of the Jewish community came together and they fasted. They waited on the Lord for three days. No food, no water for three days and three nights. And, and, and I believe we know the story and we know what happened when they came together to fast. So this is an example of corporate fasting, which we'll be doing next week. Another example of corporate fasting in the Bible is, is in, in the book of Acts chapter 13, verse 1 to 3. Bible says, Now in the church that was in Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manning, who had been brought up with Herod of the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I called them. Then, having fasted, they prayed and laid hands on them. They sent them away. So we see that the church in the book of Acts came together and they fasted. The Bible says there were prophets and teachers in that church. They were together. But the church came together and they fasted. This is one example of corporate fasting that we see in the Bible. The church coming together to fast. And we see that when they fasted together, the Bible says, and as they ministered to the Holy as they ministered to the Lord, the Holy Spirit said. And so the Holy Spirit gave them a message, told them the will of God for the church at that time when the, the church came together to fast. And so we should see this as a very important um program on the church calendar and let all of us get involved in this fasting first of all it is so important for you yourself as a believer to fast and secondly coming together as the body of christ it is so important that we come together as a corporate body and fast and so this week's fasting everyone should get involved i know you might have a few questions about fasting but i hope that it will, those questions will be addressed by the time we finish with this um with this message but i want to encourage every one of us to get involved maybe you have not fasted before you definitely have to start there's a starting point and there's a good way to start and so we are going to have a corporate fasting which is part which is mentioned in the bible and we see that very often in the old testament we see the israelite fasting and in the new testament we saw that in acts chapter 13 the church came together and they fasted now the purpose of fasting the first one is that we humble ourselves before god when we fast it is a way that we humble ourselves before god when we fast we when we are fasting it's a way of humbling ourselves before god now the bible says that god resists the proud and give grace to the humble and so if we are going to receive grace, so in, in, in extension, it is a way we receive grace. And Pastor, uh, Pastor preached about how we can um, 
grow the grace of God. This is a way that we grow the grace of God because the Bible says that God resists the proud and he gives grace to the humble. So one way of humbling ourselves is fasting. And in fasting, we receive grace from God. Amen. And so if we want to receive grace, if we want to demonstrate our humility in the eyes of God, one way to do it is fasting. When you read the scripture that we saw earlier in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, the Bible says that, And if my people who are called by my name will, one, humble themselves, will, two, seek, pray and seek my face, and three, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their lands. Or heal their land. So this was a response to the prayer that Solomon prayed during the dedication of the temple. And one of the things that Solomon mentioned during his prayer to God, he prayed about, um, he prayed about 10, he prayed on 10 topics. The first one was that he praised God for keeping his promise to David. The second one, he prayed to God that he will keep his covenant to David, by which he said that, I was going to make sure, God was going to make sure that there will always be somebody from the family of David on the throne. The second thing was that when people, the third point was that he prayed that when people came into the temple to pray, God will listen to their prayer. And he prayed that if anyone takes an oath, God will respond to the oath. And if Israel, Israel, um, sins against god and they are defeated in, in the battle when they face towards the temple and they pray god should respond to their prayer and so you see that the emphasis of solomon's prayer during the dedication was that god should respond to their prayer whenever they prayed he made a lot of emphasis on god responding to their prayer and god said in response to that prayer god said if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves so the condition here for God to be able to intervene or for God to hear uh, 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 us from heaven and respond is that, one, we humble ourselves and we pray. So the issue is not with God's ability to respond to our situation. The issue is not with God's ability to intervene in our situation. The condition is that if we will pray, that is the only condition. That is the only thing that restricts God. Our prayers, our prayerlessness is what restrict God from working in our lives, from working in our nation. And so as believers, he's saying that if we do these three things, then he will respond. He says, my people who are called by my name, if they will humble themselves. Sorry, if we do these four things, then he will respond in these three ways. He says, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and I will heal their lands. God is ready to do this thing for us. The only thing that is stopping God is prayerlessness. And so this week, as we set ourselves apart to fast and pray, to humble ourselves before God, to pray and to seek the face of God, let's have this in mind that God is going to hear us from heaven. He will forgive our sins and he will heal our lands. It's also a good time to even pray for what we are experiencing now. Um, the pandemic that is going on, that is taking so many lives. It's a time to, to set this time aside and to pray. So in fasting, the first point is that in fasting, we humble ourselves 
before God. And when you read Leviticus chapter 6, chapter 16, verse 29, the Bible says, This shall be a permanent statute for you in the seventh month, that is near October. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. On the tenth day of the month, you shall humble yourselves by fasting. And this was the, the day of atonement when Israel went before God to ask for the forgiveness of sins. Other version says you, you shall afflict yourself. That is what the New King James Version says. But the word used therefore afflict yourself meant that you humble yourself and come before God. So one way, one, the perp, one reason why we fast, one purpose for fasting is that we humble ourselves before God. Amen. And so you see that in Leviticus that you humble yourself by fasting. Amen. The second purpose for fasting is that we discover God's will for our lives through fasting. We discover God's will for our lives. I want all of us to know that God has a plan for us this year. God has a purpose for us this year. How are we going to identify that purpose when we fast? You remember the scripture we read in Acts chapter 16. Paul, the Bible says, when they were fasting, now the Holy Spirit said, separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work that I have called them. And so that was how they were able to know the will of God for Barnabas and for Saul and for the church at that time. They were ministering to the Lord in fasting and God told them what he was expecting, his will for Barnabas and um, for Saul. And so when you read further from Acts chapter 13, you see that they went on to start new churches. When they were separated, they went on to start new churches. And so in fasting, one of the reasons, one of the purpose, one of the benefits of fasting is that we are able to discover the purpose of God for our lives when we fast. The third point is that we are empowered to carry out the purpose of God. Not only do we um, discover the purpose of God when we fast, but then we are empowered to carry out the purpose of God for our lives. Again, even in Acts chapter 13, the Bible says that they fasted after they have fasted and God revealed the will, his will for their lives. Verse 3 says that then having fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them and they sent them away. And so one of the, the benefits of fasting is that we are empowered to accomplish God's purpose for our lives. And you see Jesus Christ, before he started his ministry, Bible says that he fasted for 40 days. And he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And when you read Luke chapter 4, Bible says, afterward, he came in the fullness of the power and of the spirit. And so we are empowered to accomplish God's purpose for our lives when we fast. So know that this year, God has a purpose for you that he's willing to reveal to you. And he's ready to empower you to fast. So have this expectation that God is going to empower you to accomplish his purpose for your life, even as we set ourselves to fast this week. One other benefit of fasting is that we subdue the flesh through fasting. You know, we spend time feeding the flesh and eating and eating all along. Some of us, we eat three times a day. Some of us, in between the three times, we have some a few snacks to push it. Some of us, we eat four times a day. We are always feeding this body, but we understand that man is a spirit. 
And this is the time that we feed the Spirit. We feed on the Word of God. We feed on prayer. We empower the Spirit. And when we empower the Spirit, we subdue the flesh. Because whenever we feed the flesh and not feed the Spirit, now we begin to follow, we begin to obey the cravings of the flesh and not the cravings of the Spirit. And so this is a time that we set aside to feed our spirit. I know my friend who told me that during his fasting, this was what he, when he was very young, he would just get, um, he would get three movies. Those days it was a cassette player. He would get three movies, which is like two hours, two hours, two hours, or he would get like five movies, two hours, two hours, two hours. So by the time he finished watching, he sits down in the morning and start watching the movie from morning to evening to be six, then he will go and eat. But you see, that's, that is not a very good way to fast. fast fasting is not just um, being hungry or abstaining from food. Fasting is making sure that you set your mind on God. It is drawing closer to God. And so we subdue the flesh. And so we should not be, it's not a time to be watching a lot of TV. If you can, put away the TV for this week. It's going to be so helpful if you put away the TV. And the time that you spend watching the TV, use that time to read the Bible. Use that time to pray. That is the essence of fasting. We are not just starving. We are drawing closer to God. And so one of the benefits of fasting is that we subdue the flesh. The fifth point is that we revive ourselves through fasting. I mean, we have, we have, we have gone through so many things this year. And this is the time to revive ourselves. Wait on God, pray, and receive spiritual strength from God. Again, we sharpen the gift of the Spirit when we fast. We should know that all of us have the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit resides in you, there are a lot of gifts of the Spirit that you receive from the Holy Spirit residing in you. And so one way by which we sharpen the gifts of the Spirit is through fasting. And so when we fast, we are able to sharpen the gifts of the Spirit. The second point is that we can focus more on God and pray. That is the essence of fasting, that we will focus on God, that we will pray, that we will draw closer to God. So we, I want every one of us to see this week as a week of consecration, a week that we are setting apart to focus solely on God. We are not going to look at the pro- our problems. We are not going to look at the things that we are going through right now. We are not going to look at the crisis that the world is facing. We are focusing on God. That is the best way to fast. That is the best way to wait on God. That we invest all the time that we have, we are going to save through the fasting on God. And so when it's your lunch time and you have one hour lunch time or you have 30 minutes lunch time, set yourself apart. You can go and sit in your car. That is if you're still going to work, you can sit in your car and use that time to pray. Use that time to read the Bible. And the point, the prayer point that pastor is going to share with us, whenever, I mean, whenever you hear that alarm in your stomach telling you that I want to eat, I want to eat, I want to eat, then you tell, your brain should tell your stomach that no, I am fasting. And that should, should prompt you, that alarm should prompt you to pray for a few minutes. That, that you know that sometimes when you're fasting, your stomach will remind you that I have not received any food today. 
when your stomach sends that reminder, then that should be a reminder for you to pray for a few minutes. That is the essence of fasting. Amen. I hope you are enjoying it. Now, there are types of fasting that we see in the Bible. The first type of fasting we see in the Bible is absolute fast. That is fasting without food and water. That is an absolute fast. In certain parts of the world, they call that dry fasting. And we see that um, in the life of Moses, when Moses went before God and he was waiting in the presence of God for 40 days and 40 nights. But we can excuse Moses because Moses was in the presence of God. There was no way he was going to be hungry in the presence of God. There was no way he was going to be thirsty in the presence of God. So Moses' dry fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, was he was sustained spiritually by God. It was a miracle. Please don't try that. You know, when you watch the wrestling, it says, don't try that at home. Please don't try that because Moses was in the presence of God and he was sustained by God supernaturally. And that was why he was able to go 40 days and 40 nights without water. Esther is an example. They spent three days and three nights, no food, no water. I think the maximum, if you want to do a dry fasting, the maximum, if that's strong enough to do that, maximum should be three days. Unless you are also in the presence of God and you ex- God is miraculously sustaining you, please, it's not good for your health to go without food and without water for a very long time. You might die and go and wait for us in heaven. So please, don't try that one. Don't try that one for a very long time. <clears throat> the second one we see in the Bible is fasting with water. And an example is Jesus Christ. He fa- you see, the Bible says that he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And afterward, he was hungry. So one man of God, one very reputable man of God, that's Derek Prince, said that Jesus was hungry. The Bible didn't say he was thirsty. And the Bible didn't mention that he didn't drink water. And so we assume that Jesus Christ was drinking water for the 40 days. And so Jesus Christ fasted without food, but he was drinking water for 40 days. And so one other way of fasting we see in the Bible is fasting and you're drinking water. So it's actually very good to drink a lot of water when you're fasting. It's very, very good to drink a lot of water. So as we are fasting this week, you should drink a lot of water. I think it's recommended that at least you drink eight glasses of water. And so it, it will be very helpful if you drink so much water. It's going to help you flush out so many things. You know, fasting has physical benefits as, as well. As, as, uh, even though it has sp- it's a spiritual exercise, it still has physical benefits. And so please, let's drink a lot of water as we are fasting. The other fasting we see in the Bible is the daily fast. I believe this is what we'll be doing this week. Pastor Steve will throw more light on that. I believe this is what we'll be doing this week. The daily fast, that is, we'll fast from morning and we'll take our dinner in the evening. And when it's time to take your dinner in the evening, don't combine all the food that you didn't eat, the breakfast, the lunch, and the dinner together. If you do that, you hurt yourself. And if you do that, you um, your, your body will not be used to the fact that um, he's 
um, the amount of food it will be taking for the week will be reduced. And so tomorrow, you the next day, you are going to feel very hungry because you have loaded the body um, the night before. And so let's just eat something very light. If you can just divide your dinner into two and just eat the half, it's going to help you um, to be able to focus on the fasting more and not get hungry in the subsequent days. And so this is the fasting that we are going to have this week, I believe. We'll be fasting from morning and we'll have um and we'll be drinking a lot of water and then we'll have dinner in the evening amen the other fasting we see in the bible is the partial fast what is uh, uh, sorry for the daily fast you can see that in judges chapter 20 verse 26 and you can see that in second samuel chapter 1 verse 12 when um king saul was met was was killed and then um they fasted from morning till evening um, the other one is a partial fast. Um, and in the partial fast, you eat specific foods, food items. You eat specific food items. And we see that in the life of Daniel, where Daniel ate only vegetables for 21 days. And so if you're somebody who has a medical condition, that makes it impossible for you to go without food at all. This is also one very acceptable way of fasting. That is, you eat specific um, foods during the, fa- the day, um, during that period that we are going to fast. This is also acceptable, and it's in the Bible. If you can decide that, okay, for this seven days, I'm just going to take um, vegetables. I'm just going to take, um, I mean, whatever food that you, you, you decide to take during the period of fasting, it's, it's going to be very helpful. Um, but the important point is that let all of us get involved in this fasting because there's a lot of benefits as we have seen when we fast as children of God. There's a lot of benefits that we get, um, we derive from fasting. I think Pastor Jessica told us um, from Pastor Jessica's message, we saw that one other way, one other benefit of fasting is that we are able to deal with fear. We are able to deal with doubt. We are able to deal with faithlessness when we fast. And so it is important that this time, um, this time that has been set aside by our, by our pastor to fast, all of us should get involved in the fasting. And these are the types of fastings that we can undertake during this one week. Um, I will encourage everybody to do number three, if you can. But if you have a condition, a medical condition, or any situation that makes it impossible for you to fast, Number three, number four will also be fine. That is the partial fast. And so um, if, you, if you are starting fasting, for, if, if this is your first time, if this is your first time fasting, you can start gradually from the first week, um, from the first day. You can at least skip your breakfast and then take your lunch. If this is your first time, I mean, if you feel that you cannot go to the end, at least you can speak, skip your breakfast and then take your lunch. And then the next day, you extend it a little bit, maybe to 2 p.m. Then the next day, you extend it a little bit, maybe to 4 p.m. Then the next day, by the time we get to the seventh day, you would have done at least, you, you would have gotten to the, um, the, the 6 p.m. that we are, all going, we are all looking at. And so this is just to exalt you and encourage you that even as we set our, our minds this week to fast, 
let's all get involved and let's ask for the presence of god let's ask for the strength of god let's ask for the empowerment of god to take us through this fasting and that we should remember that jesus christ said there is an open benefit there's an open reward for fasting and let's always set that at the back of our minds let's focus on that that the one who sees us in secret is going to reward us openly for some of us we usually go out for break for, um, lunch with some people and it is not it is difficult to hide it from them that you are fasting you see when they know that you are fasting that is not a sin at all that's not what the bible is trying to say but the bible is saying that let's not do it hypocritically let's not appear to people that oh we are fasting we are on a spiritual journey we are on a religious exercise no that bible does not encourage us to do that but the fact that somebody sees that you are fasting does not means that does not mean that you um your fasting is not acceptable by god amen sometimes even when you are fasting you can forget and taste something when you taste it uh you you can finish the one in your mouth but don't just don't add more to it after you are done with that it does not mean that your fasting is not acceptable by god amen so i just want to spend a few minutes praying um asking god to help us help us go through this fasting this week in the name of jesus let's lift up our voices and begin to pray Jesus name father we thank you we thank you lord we give you all the glory and we give you praise even as we set our heart to fast this week lord we pray for supernatural strength we ask for grace in the name of jesus that you empower us as a god you strengthen us you give us grace oh god speak to us during these days of fasting during these days that we draw closer to you we pray that you minister to our spirit and you minister to our soul in the mighty name of jesus we pray with thanksgiving amen god bless you